Hi guys, um, welcome back to the 10th podcast of um, Africa's Sports Unified. Um, and today, um, I'll be doing another great podcast with a great friend with so much insight, uh, Gary Rathbone. Um, if you guys remember, um, I've done the first podcast with him. I think this is towards the back end of 2020, 2017, actually. Time's gone quick. Cold day in South London, I remember. Yeah, it in, really near was. Lewisham. Yeah, yeah, indeed, near <laughs> Lewisham. Um, yeah, it was in Lewisham actually. But yeah, we're back anyway. Talk about um, yeah what Gary's been up to um, specifically as well. We'll talk about a presentation that he'd done at a, a conference, this big uh, conference in Africa called Africam, and obviously about uh, content distribution too, and just see how the market has moved and you know changed in the time since we last spoke. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, before we start, again guys, subscribe to um, SoundCloud and Apple, whichever one you prefer. Um, also subscribe to our newsletters on our websites. Uh, we're doing uh, uh, emails now to send to you guys to keep you informed of what's happening, so please subscribe to that. Secondly as well, um, I mean, I've thanked you guys for the great comments you've given us about the podcast, but please do... Give us a, uh, a rating on SoundCloud and Apple too. Um, obviously, the, the higher the better, but just do it uh, what you base, what you think, how good we are. But um, yeah, and of course, engage with us on socials too. Um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, we're all over that. Facebook, handle is AS Unified, so please engage with us. Let us know your comments and your thoughts on podcast too. So great. Now we can start. Gary, um, just to give people a bit of background, so Gary's now back in South Africa, so we're doing this via Skype, um, so any like technical difficulties there you guys will understand, but Gary, it's uh, yeah, great to have you again, uh, how's it been? How, how are you doing, how's everything going? Yeah, not so bad, um, you know, looking forward to the new year, hoping 2019 will be a productive and interesting one. Yeah. I, I certainly think it will be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so much change coming about. Things are, you know, are, are really shifting. Yeah. Um, whether that's going to be a positive shift or a negative shift, I think that's what uh, this year is going to be all about finding out. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a positive shift. <laughs> um, yeah, so too. But yeah, and of course, guys, just before we begin, I uh, just want to let you guys know, if you don't know already, that uh, we're hosting an event on March the 7th in central London. It'll be the uh, first ever, and I actually mean that, first ever um, African Sports Business Forum. It'll be held in central London. Um, so yeah, guys, come down. It's an introduction into the um, African sports market. So we've got uh, owners of sports media companies, uh, agents, uh, sports management companies. We've got different brands that will be attending to. So please, guys, come down get a bit of insight about what we do and yeah just understand the market a bit more um and i know that's something that's uh quite um important and needed especially for the uh african continent too gary what, what are your thoughts on that like those no i mean you know as you know we, we you and i spoke tonight for a while now and i think it's yeah. incredibly important i think there's definitely a, a need for people to start getting together and discussing the way forward you know specifically focused around business yeah. but i think i think specifically focused around the opportunities sort of within and around African, the African sports business arena. Mm-hmm. I think you know, there's a lot of events that happen um, about sports globally, into which an Africa, the African sort of perspective has a, a corner, a small corner of that. In I think it's time that we created, 
direct focuses and brought people together to focus specifically. Um, and I, because I think the one fundamental fact is that yeah. it's still the area where sports rights, the sport business, sports itself as a whole, both in terms of you know um, with with clubs and stakeholders, what was what they're doing with the, with their sports on the continent, as yeah. well as the media around that. All of that, it's the one area globally where there's still a huge space for growth yeah. and the opportunities are still massive. Everywhere else I look at the world, it's pretty much people are sort of now fighting for a slice of a slice of a slice of the action. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we're still building something that I think can fundamentally be huge um, yeah. going forward. You know, to me, it's the future of, of, of sports rights, of sports media and, and, and of the business of sports, basically. I think Africa has a huge amount of opportunity and an amazing amount of opportunities. Yeah. It's got the fans, it's got the sports, it's got the people. Um, you know, it just needs a, a bit of business focus. So what you're doing, I think, is a great step in that direction. And my only regret is that, um, you know, I hope that I, could, that I can actually be there myself. Um, yeah. You know, if, uh, if something happens uh, favourably, I might. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, let's get let's get straight into it, Gary. Um, yeah. As mentioned, we'll talk, we'll talk specifically about the presentation that you've done at, um, at Africa. But um, right. yeah, firstly, what is Africom? Can you just tell people your involvement in that and what it's about? Sure. I mean, Africom is it's an interesting event. It's been happening annually now for quite a few years. In, in it's hosted in Cape Town in South Africa. Um, and, and and what's interesting been the way kind of what it started as and how it's expanded. I mean, initially it was really just a a, a kind of conference stroke expo for people working in the technical side of communications and okay. and and. And that sort of thing, you know, in, in the African continent. Yeah. Um, and then over the over the years, it's expanded to to look at the media side of things, and then you know look at the way, so you know, regulations as much as about the technologies, um, and then content and bringing elements in that. And there's a a, a yeah. side sort of focus of it, but it focuses on video and 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 content specifically. And over the last few years, they've started to focus more and more on the sports aspect as well. And I've been involved in a number of Africoms now where, you know, around the sports um, yeah. side of things. So it was my first presentation, but it was a, a recent presentation. This is a presentation I did this year, um, you know, and talking about looking at the way people can kind of monetize around sports rights and how that might be changing. Mm. Um, but there were a number of other presentations, you know, focused on sports and sports rights and, and the media. And what's good about Africom is it really brings together people in the industry that kind of matter. Mm. I mean, there is a thing called Discop, which also happens um, a couple of times in Africa, which is a more a film and television market thing, yeah. um, which brings together the people that buy and sell content. But Africom brings together people that are involved at the top end of the business structures of, the, of a lot of these companies. So from, yeah. from the technologies, the broadcasters, um, the regulators. And, and the people that really are helping to shape and define things in, mm. in, as far as African media and communications is concerned. Mm. So to get a, a space for sports and sports content um, in this in this er arena, as it were, I think is very, very good. And that's what's always excited me about being part of Africa. It's good. It sounds really good. And obviously, we need people like yourselves who have that knowledge to obviously talk about what's happening and yeah, what's going on. Um, so yeah, yeah in, in the space of like the last year or so can you just give us like a i mean let's set the scene that like how is the current you know sports media market in africa how is it shaping on the continent at the moment well it's been very very interesting because i mean um we had uh, you know the big big thing that, that came into the came into view as it were yeah. about a year and a half ago was the whole crazy 
um, operation. Uh, you know, Strive is a US-backed um, um, broadcast um, platform, which yeah. with which he hoped to take on the multi-choice juggernaut mm-hmm. um, of media content and sports, and particularly in sports. I, I I'd spoken to him quite a bit about this, and, and he had a vision to sort of take on DSTV as super sport, basically, yeah, and get the big stuff and, and, and make a stab at kind of taking which an approach which I didn't agree with because I felt that, uh, you know, trying to take on a big, you know, something as big as that when yeah. you hadn't really fully got yourself up and running, you didn't have a, a base, a strong platform to build from, um, really exposed you that if you, you couldn't sustain it, you, you would fall. Yeah. I mean, I'd seen it with GTV and I'd seen it with high TV would try to do this, take take similar approaches. Yeah. But be that as may, Crazy came onto the scene and they started with their free Crazy free sports channels and they acquired rights and they got really serious about doing stuff. They got the World Cup rights um, and you know it made a big impact on the market. A lot of people sort of were going knocking on Crazy's doors, selling rights, and they were buying content. Yeah. And it really opened things up a lot. Um, and people were saying this is great. Um, but over the past year, exactly as as I kind of felt would be the case, that, that it just you know, they 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 shot too high too mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. and this wasn't sustainable. And, and as a result, the, the business, the plan, initial plan to be a proper, you know, DTH pay TV service has yeah. had to be basically stopped. Oh, and wow. they've, they've 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 ended that whole thing basically. Wow. Uh, and the business is rich, literally kind of imploded, and not imploded to 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 to, to end, but it's it's kind of now just gone down to basically a, 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 an online distribution yeah. um, thing, um, Crazy Play, and they've acquired the iFlix, which is a kind of like a smaller kind of Netflix thing, which was which would run content, and then mm. um, and then their Crazy Free Sports, their free to air channel. Yeah. Um, that's all that's kind of left of the of, of, of that 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 big grand global, well that big grand vision that that, that they started mm. off with. Is to kind still, of take, is on, still take on sports. As a, as a, at the same time, um, Supersport and DSTV have had issues themselves, and the market has changed in in, 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 in a way that it's not what it used to be. Yeah. And the kind of growth that, that 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 they experienced in the past, you know, has been under threat, and it, and and it's dying. But mm-hmm. it's not from the likes of Quasi, and it's not even from the likes of Netflix, as they kind of presume. Yeah. But it's just because people are finding content in so many more ways and so many more places, yeah. and that. You know the money that, that 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 they are trying to kind of generate. You know people aren't that keen to spend that kind of money. Yeah. You know, a hundred dollars a month for a premium, one hundred and fifty dollars a month for a yeah. premium yeah. DSTV subscription that gets you all your sports. It's yeah. a, it's a lot of money for people at one level. So, yeah, um, you know, that's also created problems with they've also been their business has been contracting as well. Okay. So it's been a very negative year actually. I think on the whole for media and content in Africa mm. and. Obviously, a big uh, a big knock on as far as sports media and media rights are concerned. So that's very interesting to say that actually, because um, I know from our especially from our first podcast as well, uh, talking about um, which we'll, I think we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on again um, on this one. But how are the um, you know sports rights doing for the local sports in um, mm. on the continent? Not so much the big international ones. Is I'm yeah. guessing what you've just mentioned that will have a knock on effect. From obviously the yes. big internationals and of course um, local sports too. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, Supersport has been a key key uh, uh, example of that, yeah. where they have you know dropped. I mean, there was a time you know when I was there, there was a time when we had um, we had the Nigerian League, we had the Ghanaian League, the Kenyan League, yeah. uh, Ugandan League, 
um, Zambia, um, Angola, and obviously the South African PSL. You know, all that's a, it's a huge swathe of, of, of local football rights across the continent. Um, all of those except for Zambia are now gone, and, and, and South Africa, oh. obviously, are, are now gone from the super sport. They've, they've dumped it all. They've cut down. They've, they're selling their OB vans mm. across the continent. They've, they've retracted. At the same time, they've paid a, a, you know, one of the highest premiums to date for the English Premier League. Um, as well as one of the high, an incredible uh, premium that they're paying for the rights to for the the Spanish La Liga, yeah. they've also paid the highest rights for the for Serie A. So they've put their focus on on those international rights, and they're cutting everything else, yeah. you know, uh, out of the thing. So local sports has really suffered, and where super sport have, have mm. fallen apart, there was possibly a thought that maybe Quercy might pick that up, but Quercy as well had been focused on the international content, yeah. and they were trying to take. To challenge SuperSport on the international content, whereas the real opportunity for them would have been to actually say, "Well, let's look at the local That's sport and let's build up in those areas where SuperSport is leaving behind." Yeah. But they didn't understand that. The irony is that Crazy are now actually coming back and starting to talk to people and saying, "All right, let's see how we can do something with local sport." Yeah. And I do think that the the, the initial knock-on effect of all this negative space in in sports media in Africa has been to the detriment of local sport. Yeah. But I do think that there's a global issue with the way sports media yeah. is going, is, is, is being engaged with, uh, and yeah. that the way things are changing in, in, in terms of distribution yeah. and the, the way the pay TVs are going to lose the kind of traction that they used to have yeah. and the kind of revenues that they used to be able to kind of um, stump up with. Yeah. And, and I think that that actually is going to create a new, a brand new opportunity for local sports to actually move into a space yeah. because people are going to understand, start appreciating the value of local sport yeah. that you can do a lot more with a lot less yeah. and create something much more bigger and valuable going forward yeah. for, for for broadcast platforms or media platforms that are going to need to be more scaled down, leaner mm-hmm. and meaner and much more effective. Yeah, I was I was literally just about to say that because from the sound of things, what you're saying about the, the market um, in Africa it just seems like a, a reflection of the global market. What's happening? You know, a lot of these um, bigger broadcasters are maybe struggling. I won't, I won't say struggling because they're still mm. operating, operating well, but they're facing a lot more challenges at this current moment in time, especially with um, which we'll go on to about um, you know direct to consumer um, mm. uh, models that some organisations yes. and clubs are doing, um, and just different packages that people can go to. You know, so yeah, it's interesting. But um, yeah. say go on. I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess now let's go straight into into your um, into your presentation. Um, it's very interesting, very intriguing. Uh, one thing that I wanted to, in fact, do you just want to give like a you know just a, a summary and overview, like a brief one, just about yeah. before we get to certain topics of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, essentially, what, what I was trying to, I mean, I, I, they gave me a topic to talk about, and I kind of tried to sort of. Trim it down to the world, trim it down, but try to focus it in where I think what, what, what was important. Yeah. And the crux of what the presentation about is saying, and, it, and it's aimed really at local sports, um, at the local sports market and local sports rights owners and, and, and federations and the like, basically is to say, look, it, it, the situation that we're in now is actually, it's not just a, it's not the end of the world, basically. Yeah. It's, there's a new, op- new opportunities, and it's the right approach and the right attitudes. It is possible to kind of create new monetization opportunities for content, for sports content, you know, it, it, you know, in the African market, and um, and so and I wanted to kind of present 
areas that need to be focused on and looked at what the opportunities were in those yeah. various areas, yeah. you know, and why there were opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that this is the, what it is. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying that here, here are things to think about, yeah. and that that if you're if you're a, if you're a sports rights owner or, or a um, you know a federation, you know, running you know a sports federation or whatever the, it, it may be, um, as far as sports content is concerned, you're you, you looking to monetize. The media opportunities around that. Yeah. I'd like to say that these are things that you should look at and consider and devise the strategies that with the, with these in mind, basically. Yeah. And okay, yeah. So that's great. <laughs> that is really good. Like so I'm just looking at the uh, presentation now. Some of the content is excellent here. But I think on one of the, on one of the slides it mentioned about the the cycle of success. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to just go um, into that a bit more about you know your thoughts behind? Yeah. That well, I mean, that? I mean, basically, it's, it's, it's trying to kind of present an idea of understanding both of what the overall market is yeah. and then how people can interact with that market to kind of make it work for them. Yeah. And and it's the idea being is that there's two things. One thing that's not really changing out there. Is, is, is the fact is that there is a growing consumer market. You know, the, the, the economies of the, in, in the key territories aren't going backwards. They they are growing. The, the, the opportunities are still there. Um, advertisers and 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 the like still want to reach those markets. They need they want to be in those places. And we do know that sport has always been a great you know as far as as a media property. It's a great property. People consume sport consume sports media. They want to engage with it. You know, obviously, the live sports is a big thing, but yeah. not just live sport and all the other elements about it that that go with sport. People consume that, and 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 and, and advertisers know that. Yeah. But the key thing is what they need to know is that they need to know that if they're going to engage with sports and put money behind sports, it needs to be it needs to work. It's not enough to say, "Well, look, I've got a you know a football league or something like that. Give me lots of money, and all those fans that um, mm-hmm. that that are that 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 are on my league." follow my league are all going to sort of you know be you know be crazy about your product yeah. you know you've got to build there you've got to say okay well i've got a football league what is my who are my audience how effective is it does it work are there going to be issues that advertisers are not going to like in other words you've got to kind of start looking at how to make your create strategies and that's what i put in that once i have the kickstart here is to create strategies um in your in your your your, your property your sports property so to deliver on the commercial goals of basically um Helping business to reach a growing consumer market and basically, you know, increasing a need, fulfilling the increasing need yep. that media have for sports content. And so you've got to be more effective. So the first thing is obviously, I think, and, and, and in the middle thing, it's a cycle. So you can jump in on any of these things in a way at any stage because yeah. it is a continuing cycle. But if you start at the top left of this thing, you know, it's an increase in fans and viewers among local consumers. So you've got to be start getting strategies that deliver. Um, Make sure that you've got fans coming to your your, mm. your sport. That the fans are there. That they are engaging with what you're doing. So is that um, number one, right? That would be number one. That what I would say is number one. That's the obvious place to start. Cool. You've so, got a, a a a volleyball tournament. Yeah. <clears throat> you've got to make sure then that your volleyball tournament is well run and that it's built to attract people to come to it, and people will come yeah. and and watch it, and then you can say. That, that it's effective and people come and they have a great environment and it's nice to be there and it's enjoyable and people love what's happening. The quality yeah. of the game, of the, of the sport is great yeah. and it's well put together and it looks attractive and if it looks attractive, people will come and, and, yeah. and, and, and be part of that. So that's number one. That, and if you get that fundamental thing, that first fundamental right, then everything else, then the, the, the cycle can, can start uh, can start getting into action basically. That's yeah. almost like the where, this, where the thing starts in a way. 
Because if you've got that, then you've got more, then people, advertisers will see that and they'll start putting money in and say, well, you've got an audience, you've got an audience, this is a great event, people are liking it, it's a, it's, it's a great experience, mm-hmm. we want to be a sponsor, we want to put money into it, we want to back it, and they'll start putting money into it. That money then should, the idea is to take that money, instead of putting it into your own pocket, which unfortunately happens far too often, yeah. and sharing it amongst your friends, is that money should then be reinvested back into the sports, the sport that you, you're working with. Okay. And then expanding that, making giving it more resources, and okay. and uh, making sure that you can do greater greater coverage. Maybe do your own broadcast, could film it yourself, and rather than sort of start doing a deal with a broadcaster to come uh-huh. and do the coverage for you, so okay. you control the the, the media, the, the content that it creates, and then that once you start doing that, then it goes to the last part of the of the of the, of the four in the, in the cycles that yeah. basically you start creating more coverage yeah. for that sport. So it's more it's available now, not just the most people that come to the games, the people yeah. that can now watch it on television, start engaging with it. Yeah. That creates a, a great awareness of it. So in other words, it makes it more attractive for more advertisers to start coming in. It also means you you get more fans and more people wanting to be part of it, and that brings in more money, and that brings in more resources, and that brings in more coverage, and brings in more fans, more money, etc., etc. And, the, and that 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 cycles keeps going, spirals upwards basically. Yeah, it's a revolving cycle. I understand that now. Yeah, so. So you build, so you build a product, um, and obviously you do make that well. Good, make it work. Yeah, make it work. Do that well. Yeah. More money is invested. Then more yeah. money from like the media and sponsorship. That yeah. will hopefully have a uh, positive effect to have more resources available. So more. That's coverage. right. You know, make it better. So you know, yeah. put a, you have to build a small stand for a, for a, in a club for clubs. Yeah. You know, make sure that matches kick off on time and are run properly. Uh, pay referees or things like that. You mm, know. Mm, mm. That's very interesting. Um, do you think? Do you think a few? Um, do you think that model is happening on the, on the content at the moment, or well, well I, I've seen missing? it happen. I've seen it happen in, in, in numerous occasions, and it's worked very, very well. I mean, I'm, I was personally involved in, in, in for a long time in, in Kenya with yeah. when we came with SuperSport. I mean, and, I, and, I, and I've used this example many times. I mean, when we came in at SuperSport for the Kenyan Premier League, there was this huge fight going on between the league and the um, and and the FA. But fortunately, the league had managed to create and uh, been able to create an independent structure which had been given been given the blessing of FIFA and um, and were allowed to kind of manage their own their own affairs so they could mm-hmm. we could do a deal with them and, and know that the that what we would investing with them would be protected from the kind of sort of plots and scanning that was going on yeah. amongst the FA basically to try and kind of control everything. Um, you know, to the, to the detriment of the league because they they had other agendas that they were they, that that were at play then, um, and mostly for, for, for personal interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were about to invest in a league that was keen to build itself properly, and and the money that we put into the league was then properly apportioned. I mean, it was very very strictly managed in terms of what went to the clubs. You know, what was get, was given to the league to manage its 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 its, its structures, yeah. made sure that a CEO was put in place that was paid a salary. We invested in 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 training them at at, at Bits, the Bits Business School in South Africa or, or in sports management and yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Man, taking the league structure the upper structures to to um, the Bundesliga in Germany and, and and getting them learning, getting them you know experience and understandings about how what things can be done to kind of make it more effective, how to manage the media yeah. um, properly and things like that. And all of that came and 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 as that happened and, and before we came on the the, the, the Coverage of the Kenyan Premier League and the Kenyan press used to be about like a, a couple of paragraphs, maybe you know, on a weekend. Yeah. Um, hardly anything. The kind of numbers of people going to games was like probably about for the top teams was probably a couple of hundred people at the wow. at most. The smaller teams 
would be like a one man and his dog kind of thing. Would be kind of coming to watch watch the watch the games there. The, the papers were swamped with um, coverage of the EPL of and course. and international leagues. Yeah. Within two years, basically, there was the coverage of the Kenyan Premier League was as big as the coverage of the EPL in the papers. Wow. Um, they actually created one of the papers actually created a, with, a, with a masthead logo, EPL logo. A page, a dedicated page every every day for for that focus on the on the Kenyan Premier League. The big teams were getting crowds of twenty five to thirty thousand people in the stadiums. You know, the smaller teams were getting a couple of thousand people coming to the coming to the matches there as well. It was you know we 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 we, we sort of went out when we started with SuperSport. We were the first season we were broadcasting. I think we did twenty five matches in the first season, twenty four mm-hmm. matches, and we were all broadcast from one we only had one stadium which we could work from and we got the league the money went and got them to help them fix up other stadiums yeah. so the first season we broadcast 24 live matches from one stadium which is the castle uh, which was the uh, um uh, stadium yeah. in, in, in nairobi um and we did those 24 games by doing double headers two games on a saturday two games on a sunday all in one stadium oh, wow. when i left when i left in 2012 we were broadcasting 136 live matches a season from eight stadiums across the country. That's really good. That's excellent. We had sponsorship. Sponsors were coming in. Kenyan Premier and East African breweries um, and various sponsors were, were coming, wanting to come in now. You know, the audiences were big. The league was running itself properly. It was, you know, I mean, the football coverage was good. Players were getting paid. Because we actually it's one of the things they said is if players don't get played, we're not we're going to withhold the money. Your 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 you know I mean the money that we, we agreed. Clubs were forced to actually abide by the rules, and we held the because we held those those, those purse strings mm. and controlled it in that way. And um, to the extent that there were players who started to come from Nigeria, Ghana, Uganda, were coming to play in, in the Kenyan Premier League because they were having you know I mean it was stable, it was well run, and 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 it was it was working. And and that was just the, the rise in awareness, and, and that it created that demand. Um, and then basically, a whole the next phase of things just saw went back to the fights with the between the, the, the league and the FA, and 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 then at times I think with SuperSport basically not having the kind of you know, started losing interest in its local yeah. investments, and uh, and I don't think they were prepared to support and fight for the league in the same way that they had been in the past. Yeah. And um, you know, and then everything was kind of just being sucked out of it basically and the whole thing's collapsed That's but i've said you know but i've seen how that turned everything around basically yeah. it went from like a you know a few fans and and no media coverage to thousands and thousands of fans and massive media coverage yeah. just because things the, the, the we organized the league properly it was mm-hmm. run properly managed properly matches happened as they should happen players were paid um uh, you know, and everything was was done properly. That's so it does work. I've seen it. That is very interesting, and well, I'm sure hopefully more of those models will be replicated too. And and then there's another there's another um, part on your on the presentation. Um, yeah. I want to talk about that. I found interesting as well. It's the uh, the digital media opportunity index. Um, yes. It states here that um, it's collated. It collates more than well how this index was formalized. It yeah. related more than 50 metrics to identify yeah. the extent to which each country has the potential to grow as a market for digital media content and services, including yeah. apps, music, publishing, OTT video services, and video games. Yeah, and, I, and I'll just read out some of the some of the um, some of the metrics for some of these for some of these countries. So, for yeah. example, Uganda 2.4, Rwanda 2.2, Kenya 3, Tanzania 2.4. 
Zambia 2.2, Zimbabwe 2.2, South Africa, which is the biggest, um, scoring a 4.3, Angola 3.1, Nigeria 2.9, Ghana 2.8, Ivory Coast 2.3, and Senegal um, 2.4. What, what do you think this metric has? Like, what does it show uh, for the con- for the countries involved, or what does it show for the content as a whole? Well, sorry. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 the first thing I just want to point out is that this uh, this information is now, but getting a bit old yeah, in a sense, yeah. it's a bit dated now because this is from a study that Open did published in, uh, in late 2015. Um, um, and I would imagine that these indexes have actually creep, crept up quite changed. a bit since then. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, I would imagine that certainly like countries like Nigeria yeah. and, and, and Ghana and certainly Kenya are, uh, you know, quite a few notches above the, those numbers there already. Mm-hmm. But I think the point of it is exactly that, is that the potential, the opportunities for the digital transformation in these countries is very, very high. Yeah. And, and, and if you look at the rest of the presentation as we go and go along, you know, for me, a key thing is this is where the future action is going to kind of take place for sports and sports rights, basically. Is that, you know, to me, in many ways, you look at the mobile phone, the telcos across the continent, you know, to me, these are the new pay TV networks. You know, this is the thing that they are going to be able to deliver um, uh, channels and content to people um, through subscriptions. So you'll be paying subscriptions to access that content in the same way you did with with the pay TV, but obviously smaller in bundles that are more focused on what you want yeah. um, because they don't need with a pay TV business your your, your revenues solely from your subscription but with a telco your business is not just about subscriptions only part of it you're also driving data you know and, and telephony and all those kinds of things that are about it so it's just as important for you to actually people to be on your network yeah. um, being on your network whether they actually access the content or not is is, is um, you know, it, 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 it's still a good thing. I mean, if you have a DSTV set, you know, um, uh, a set-top box in your house, um, if, if you, unless you're paying a subscription, it's meaningless to, to, to DSTV that you have got that set-top box. But if you're with, with a telco, if you've got a phone and you're subscribing to a, a Globacom or an MTN or a Vodacom or whatever it is, you are, um, whether you are actually watching the television contents on there it's still value so they can actually create smaller bundles more niche bundles without having to try and monetize them on a bigger scale and deliver that and i think Mm. that's going to create an opportunity for sports so niche sport can get into the space and 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 offer itself to 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 audiences and with these digital regions the the way that these are increasing it means it's going to be more efficient and more effective for people mobile and online to sort of being able to start accessing sports content that, mm. that, that pe- and, and, and monetize that content, basically. That is, that, yeah, that's so, that's interesting. And it seems like the, the market and the space is, is growing. There's more opportunities there. Um, and I'm sure we'll, yep. we'll, we'll talk, well, let's take a little break now. And then when we'll come back, we'll touch on, you know, commercial growth strategies and, you know, maybe some case studies of what a few individuals are doing. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Africa Sports Unified and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please do let us know your thoughts. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss or people you want to join us on the podcast, then we'll be keen to know more. Connect with us on social media, AS Unified, across all platforms or simply leave a comment. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Right, so hey guys, welcome back. Um, and yeah, let's let's get straight back into this. Um, 
as Gary and I were talking about, um, yeah, there's this huge opportunity in this space, but I'm sure for many of the organizations and people involved, like, of course, they want to know how to monetize and commercialize from this. Um, and obviously, a big space is in the advertising space. Um, so, Gary, do you want to maybe talk, go into a bit more about um, yeah, the opportunities that exist in that space from commercialization through digital advertising and whatnot? Sure. I, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that I think it's a big question people ask and say, well, you know, if the pay TV broadcasters or the big broadcasters with the checkbooks yeah. aren't going to be paying us, buying our media rights and paying us a big check yeah. to kind of get on with our business, are they going to go away? Then how are we going to grow? How we are? How are we going to make our money? You know, yeah. and you know that we're saying is that you know look at the mobile and online opportunities. But you know, you, you talk about that, but is there is there revenue there? You know, is is there money available in, in that space? Mm. And uh, that slide that I do have about the, which offers the digital advertising forecasts for mm. Nigeria, South Africa, and Kenya. I mean, it, it shows that there's a lot of uh, the revenue spend there is is is, is, is quite significant. Yeah. Um, you know, in Nigeria in 2018, uh, it was over 101 million US dollars spent on digital advertising. Wow. Yeah. Um, 393 million in um, in, in, in South Africa, in um, South Africa, and 162 million in in, in Kenya mm -hmm. in 2018. Now that's you know predicted to rise to half, a, to just over half a billion yeah. in in 2021 in South Africa. 157 million in, in Nigeria, 227 million in, in, in Kenya. Wow. There's a lot of there's a lot of available. There's a lot of money moving into the space. Yes, there is. So again, you know, for me, it's about: Are you going to um, build your product properly, get your thing organized, and if you can, and you can get into the space with content with your own your own way, there's definitely going to be an opportunity to get a slice of this revenue. Yeah. And I believe that ultimately it would be bigger than um, what you might have got from a, a single uh, pay TV broadcaster or network, yeah. for sure. And, and I think it's I think it's fair to say that um, in this one we're talking about digital advertising, it's not just your normal OTT or linear coverage, it's actually, you know, the social handles as well, if I'm correct, right? Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, all, all, all of that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's basically money going into content that's driven over the mobile and driven through internet and all, all its forms. Yeah. And there's, there's opportunities, you know, at, at every level. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, I think I, I don't know if everybody's aware, but, but UEFA have just come out and made an announcement that they are going to move towards creating a digital, a, a global um, direct-to-consumer platform available, yeah. which would mean basically in the future, Anybody in around the world would be able to then watch UEFA content mm -hmm. directly. You won't have to worry about do I have a DSTV subscription or do I have to go to this? You can just you would be able to access it directly. Yeah. And um, you know, to me, this is the first step forward in something that I've been saying is going to happen for a long time. It's going to happen with EPL, the Bundesliga, Serie A. Um, you know, ESPN have already done that. They've already moving there. They've created ESPN X, which is going to be totally um, not going to be elective broadcasters in the future. You will just sign up for that wherever you are in the world, and you access your EXPN content directly. And and I think that this is what's going to happen. So there's an opportunity, looking at the ad spend that's there, that's the, you know for people to kind of start going directly, creating their own content, and driving it directly to the fan base. Yeah, you're definitely right. And I think it's about content as well. Obviously, the quality of what's actually being broadcasted or you're showing 
but also as well in terms of um, the breakdown of content, you know, because we see um, great content by innovative uh, organizations actually at the moment in terms of um, in sports, it's like little snippets that they're doing on the on the digital social media side of things, you know, behind yeah. the scenes kind of um, content that they're producing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Over nineteen, all those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, even even um, right to dream, they've done a recent uh, uh, video or campaign, if I can call it, about how yeah. they scout and um, engage with the community. It's just excellent. Uh, great footage, great videos. It's really good content insight. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I when I started my original Sports News Africa project, yeah. the key slogan that we had in, 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 in that was that you know the match is ninety minutes. But the conversation goes on for days. Yeah. We are the conversation. That was our kind of active slogan. And I still believe that's so important because the conversation around sport is just as valuable as the event itself. Yeah. And and this is the opportunity that social media and the digital market is offering us an opportunity to play not just to the event, but the conversations around the event yeah. and, the, um, and, the, and, and the way that people want to engage with it and be yeah. part of it. Yeah. Um, these are becoming as important as, as as the events themselves. So true, so 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 true, and I think it's well. We've said it already. There's huge space for content creators or people in that space through advertising. Um, mm. As we mentioned, in Nigeria forecast by 2021, 157 billion US dollars. In Kenya, 227, mm. and obviously South Africa, 549. But in terms of we can see it's this huge space there, but where do you think most of the um, the the interest or yeah the interest will come from? What markets would it be from? Sports? Would it be from um, um, beverage industry or or do you or do you think it matters? Just as long as there's money coming in for people to be sustainable. Uh, absolutely. I mean, how advertising works basically is that is that if people will, will sponsor sponsor works basically is that if people think that whatever it is you have has an audience that matches what they have, the product that they have, yeah. and they need to get their message for the, about their product to that audience. Yeah. Your, of your content or whatever it is. You know, soap operas, you know, used to be called, well, why they called soap operas was because um, they used to be sponsored by the uh, washing powder companies. Oh, really? And because, <laughs> and because they were sponsored by the washing, because they realized that these these programs, it was usually, it was first, started off on radio, these programs were listened to by women at home, yeah. housewives, basically. So this is what it was aimed. So they were sponsored by, so washing powder companies realized, geez, this is our market. And they went for it and they were sponsored by, and that's why they're called soap operas, oh. um, because they were sponsored by washing powder companies. So that's what it's about. You know, you find, if you have a, a, a market, if you think, okay, if you have a product that reaches a certain market and you find a content stream that mm. actually has that same mark you as a product want to be in that space for sure um you know and, it, and it's not just on it's the demographics of all, of all kinds it's not just yeah. the demographics of um of um sort of class but it's a, well not class but a bit of, of, of social structures yeah but also you know financial as well yeah. so, i mean i remember it, it, it with multi-choice it, it, dstv um for sure an nta in nigeria and sabc in south africa yeah. would get um much bigger advertising uh, stuff on it, basically. The advertising spend, you look at uh, Citizen in Kenya, for example, um, huge advertising uh, revenues that they rake in. Yeah. But if you look at the products that they advertise, then you go to DSTV, it doesn't get so, so much, but then you look at the products that are advertised there, and it's clear 
that so you know BMWs and and luxury TVs and things like that they're advertising there because they know that if you can afford one hundred and fifty dollars for a premium DSTV subscription, yeah, you're probably in the market for a Mercedes or a BMW yeah. or a you know top of the range Samsung refrigerator, yeah. you know. But if you're um, on NTA, you're more likely to be wanting to sell people Indomie noodles and Nivea cream and yeah. and, and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so you know the market, and you find you find the right things to the right the right the right people, basically. You know, definitely makes sense. And I think from discussing that um, about the opportunities, I think now is probably a good time to talk about a few a few case studies which you which you know quite well um, with the La Liga and the Bundesliga and what they're trying to do on the content in terms of um, yeah, just not so much um, you know media and their digital and what they're doing, but just their you know, their cycle of success, so to say. Yeah. So do you want to maybe start off with um, La Liga and um, yeah. talk about what, what they're doing? Well, why I put these into my um, into the presentations because I think that there's there's a leaf out of these books that, that, that local sports, um, you know, bodies and federations and, and owners, rights owners can take a leaf out of, basically, um, and, 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 and understand what they're doing. Yeah. Because, you know, their thing is to kind of try and raise their profile of their prop because because at the end of the day we'll look at what what else, what are sports drive their properties their properties that create revenue yep. and they create revenue for the the owners of those properties and they create revenue revenue for peripheral um, yeah. companies around those properties and they and they build and but they they they, and they do it because they're interesting and good and people want to engage with them that's why the revenue is created and something like La Liga which is incredibly well known and very very popular globally still feels that it needs to look at the African continent and grow its, its, its potential. The Bundesliga is the same thing as well. Yeah. And they know that if they can become more popular and create a bigger profile, that when they come to renewing rights, they can be able to charge, you know, push the, the, the value of what those rights are worth in that continent, on, on the continent. Yeah. You know, the EPL could charge a rights fee of $200 million from uh, from Supersport. La Liga gets $30 million, um, uh, um, Bundesliga gets 10 million from, from, from start times. How does Bundesliga and, and La Liga start challenging EPL it's by becoming as popular as the EPL, basically? Yeah, yeah. So these are strategies that they're doing to build their popularity. And I think that these are strategies that um, local leagues can actually look at and say, well, this is what we need to do. We're not trying to get 200 million. We mm -hmm. just need to go get 2 million, basically. But to go from 0 to 2 million, the same approaches are, okay, can, can be looked at. Now, La Liga, I think, are interesting because what they've gone to do is more is like this coaching clinics and 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 working closely with federations. Yeah. So their approach has been in that in that space. Yeah, you're right. I actually want to touch on that um, from what you're saying and um, just talk about maybe what offices they have. So, for example, in Kenya, they have a La Liga office. Um, they help the KPL live match production through yeah. media pro partnerships and coaching yeah. clinics. They also have coaching clinics in Tanzania, yeah. uh, Mozambique, South Africa, Nigeria, Morocco, yeah. with offices in quite a few of those. Yeah, in all of those, yeah. um, all those countries too. So it seems yeah. like they really have people underground yeah. uh, engaging with um, local businesses to maybe understand the cultural market a bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and discussing and seeing how they can help. Right. Yeah. So, so they, yeah. for them, their approach is as you see, with the strict folks on the coaching clinics and 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 that kind of thing. Is their focus and, and, and the relationships with the different leagues 
um, and federate federal, you know, the, the sports federation, the football federations in the different countries. So their focus has been tying into the football community. Yeah. So bringing La Liga into the football communities in those countries, yeah. you know, on the ground as far as the playing and the organisers are concerned. Yeah, yeah, that sounds it sounds really good. Do you think? Um, sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, Karen. Um, and so, what you were saying before about um, local sports—is it that yeah. they should engage more locally with with, um, yeah. with the audience? Well, exactly. Um, the thing now is, is that, uh, to me, the other thing is then looking at La Liga's approach of like they their focus is in tying to the, the football experience. Um, as far as the, you know, the players almost and the organisers, yeah. so it's what they're tied to. The Bundesliga is, is gone to come into Africa in, in a different level, and what their their thing has been more to focus on the media. Okay. So and 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 the fans. Yeah. So they're kind of looking at the fans and the media as a way of growing their thing. So they they have like fan events, and they bring out players, um, Bundesliga players and teams to come play in in uh, in different countries and and events to focus on the fan. And they get the media, they invite the media to come to Germany, to come see Paris Bundesliga, and then bring them back and they do. So their focus has been around the fans. So you can see, the point is both of them have got a different strategy yeah. to try and raise the profile of their of their, their property yeah. on the continent. Um, and the key thing is, is, this is what local federations and local sports need to do. So they need to start creating outreaches in themselves. It's no good to saying, okay, I'm the Kenyan. Premier League, or I'm the Kenyan FA, or the Zambian FA, or the Nigerian FA, and we're all fine, we're all doing well, FIFA giving us money, and the national team's doing well, and everything like that, and and, and people, and we have people coming to our games, and everybody knows who we are, and just taking for granted, no, you've got to keep going out and building that fan base, and building that fan base, if you're getting 10,000 people to a stadium, then your next thing should be saying, how do I get 15,000 people to my stadium, how do I get 20,000 people, yeah. how do I get, if I'm getting a million dollars in sponsorship, how do I get $2 million in sponsorship? What do I grow this? You can't just say, well, I've got a million dollars in sponsorship. I've got 10,000 people coming to my stadium and we're winning some matches. Therefore, I'm fine. You've got to keep... There needs to be a, a, a section in your business mm-hmm. that's completely focused on growing the profile of your brand yeah. constantly on a day-to-day basis. You've got to think of your brand, what you have, as a product, yeah. like any other thing, like 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 a, a, an after, aftershave or a car or a television or whatever, it's a product. And a product is as good as the people that are wanting to buy it. You've yeah. got to go out and take it to the market. Yeah, that's, that's You've true. got to market these things. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. And I think, as you mentioned, I think African organizations are beginning to understand that. <clears throat> and you have a few who are really leading that. I mentioned Right to Dream as well. Um, mm. You've got, um, oh, it's just got out of my mind. But another one of those academies too. Um, I'll find the name. I'll get back to you on that. But um, yeah, they're they're really leading that space. And again, we're talking about um, you know commercializing and these organisations seeing an opportunity. And so a slide that you put in here, which was really, which really stood out, is about the some of the teams, their 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 growth or their size on social media, which was really interesting. Because um, definitely, I think you would agree yeah. too. This is a space that. Um, Clubs can grow and seize opportunities, you know, with digital content and media and the advertising that we just spoke about too. And yeah. it's funny that out of all the big uh, teams in Africa that you've mentioned here, um, they've got yeah. Al-Ali, they've got Zamalek, they've got Goma here, they've got Azam, Young Africans, Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Pirates, Mamelady Sundowns, 
um, TP Mazembe, Yemba, Hearts of Volk, all of these big teams. Yeah. There's only, was it only one or two that have over a million digital followers? Yeah. Oh, no, two. Absolutely. Kazakhstan so, I mean, and obviously Wando Egypt Pirates. has always been a leader in that. If you, there's 20 million for Al Ali and, 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 uh, and over 10 for Zamalek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, if you're looking at, particularly, you know, looking at Sub Saharan Africa, we've got. You know, nearly five million Kaiser Chiefs and three and a half in Orlando Pirates and one point two million in Sundowns. Yeah. So in South Africa, but then the rest of them, Azam in in Tanzania, uh, just over seven hundred thousand. Nearly half a million for Goma here. Yeah. TV Mazembe, nearly half a million. It's all about the next level is about just under half around half yeah. a million. Yeah. yeah. But to me, the shocking thing here is if you look at the if you're going back to the digital opportunities space. And you go back to the um, the, the the penetration. There's a slide earlier on that I've got in there about the penetration of Facebook and 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 people online in yes, Nigeria. Yes, that's so true. And then you look at the biggest the biggest number of the digital the team with the biggest digital community in Nigeria is in Yimba has sixty nine thousand. Wow. You know, the, a, a, a digital footprint of sixty nine thousand. That's Facebook and and Twitter and Instagram combined. I mean that's just ludicrous, basically. Yeah. Why is they? Why are they not? You know what I mean. And Yimba should have like Alal to be up there with Alakli, basically, yeah. or at, at the very least the Kaiser Chiefs or Orlando Pirates. Yeah. I mean it's it's ridiculous. And no other team, kind of kind of pillars, Rangers. These are teams with, with we know we they've got big support. They're teams that have got a big history in African football, and and they, they, there's just like it's just almost like Nigerian football is just they they've got all this this, this great potential. Yeah. And they just sitting down on their hands and doing nothing with it basically yeah, and it's really absolutely shocking yeah. when i look at that slide that's the thing that shocks me the most about it basically yeah you've got a team like azam you know which is a you know relatively newish team in in in, in the tanzanian space it's not even one of the top two of, of, of in 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 tanzanian football that has over seven hundred thousand, um you know digital fans yeah and a team like nimba has sixty-nine thousand. It's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, and if you consider, as you said, the the internet users and Facebook users in that country in comparison yeah. to their penetration. I yeah. Mean, on one side, that, that's it. Yeah, on one side, there's you can see the opportunity that exists. On the other side, you can see yeah. the little that's been done to, to tap into that those opportunities. Yeah. It's so. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, Nigeria has a huge. Facebook and internet penetration. I mean, the, the, the number of people on smartphones, on Facebook, on Twitter in Nigeria is massive. It's one of the biggest on the continent. Yeah, yeah. Why are the, aren't the teams in that space? Yeah, so again, that's an opportunity there because we've spoken yeah. about... Opportunity. Yeah, like... But it's a lack of will, I think, in Nigerian football at the moment. The leadership in Nigeria football just don't have the will to yeah. actually do that because they're all fine. They don't actually really care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. I know, right? Opportunities <laughs> exist, but work needs to be done. But as we mentioned with the stats as well before, like the opportunities are there. You know, it could take an individual an organization to go in there and, you know, just try and help an organization or whatever yeah. you want to do. But the opportunity is definitely there um, for people who want to go into that into that space. And if you look at um, the European counterparts too, I mean, this may be slightly unfair, <laughs> but just to put it into comparison, um, hold on, I, I had a... Uh, a few stats. So, for example, I checked the uh, the top five uh, European teams, like their digital uh, footprint. Uh, yeah. So, Madrid, Real Madrid, are top. They have across all social media handles. They have 
201.9 million, followed by Barcelona, 109.4, Man United, 114.8, Chelsea, 72.2, and Bayern Munich at 65.7 million followers yeah. across all fans. I mean, it's a, it's a huge space. It really is. Yeah. It really no, is. Absolutely. And, and the point is, I'm just putting up the other slide I've got here, is I'm just looking at those numbers. So in Nigeria, Nigeria has 98 million people Wow. Um, on you know in, in, on the internet, um, Facebook, seventeen million people on Facebook in Nigeria. Wow. Yet only combines Facebook, Twitter, and, and Instagram in Nigeria. Uh, in Yimbik can only get sixty nine thousand of those people to sign up for it. Basically, yeah. I, I mean, I know in, I, I've been doing some research, interesting enough, um, on in, 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 as far as Facebook is concerned in Africa. Yeah, and and Chelsea have um, five point three million. Um, People signed up to the Chelsea Facebook site in Africa. Wow. Um, Arsenal have 3.3 million, um, and Liverpool have 1.5 million. Um, you know, th- that's the numbers that that that, that, that sort of EPL clubs have in Africa yeah. uh, that, that, that they're doing. And Liverpool have, I think, are, are half a million in Nigeria, um, and um, Chelsea are. Chelsea have actually been probably really the most, one of the most successful. Workers of social networking, yeah. um, social media of, of, of all the clubs in, in Africa, um, and they have about two and I think it was about two and a half million um, of their Facebook, uh, uh, two and a half million subscribers on their Facebook page in yeah. Africa yeah. Uh, for, for Chelsea. Uh, sorry, in Nigeria, two and a half million in Nigeria alone for mm. for, for Chelsea. So, um, so you know, Chelsea can get two and a half million Facebook. Um, subscribers in Nigeria. What can't in Yemba do at least more than sixty nine thousand? Yeah, yeah, I know you're you're right, but um, no, the opportunities exist. They they're great there, and um, yeah, let's see what happens. But for those listening, <laughs> for those who have maybe been ready in that space, like the opportunities there, it's just about engaging with your with your audience and just building on that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. No, absolutely. It, it, it takes initiative. The, the, I think that's the one takeout I'd like to say to people as well. All these ideas that I'm that I'm saying, these are the opportunities that exist there. The one thing that's going to happen means it, it's going to take hard work. You've got to actually get down and do this thing. Yeah. The whole idea of that you can sit on your bum and um, someone's going to come, some broadcast's going to come, give you a nice big check mm. and say, "Here it is," and we'll see you in three years' time to renew, and you can get on with it. And you bank the check and you can live off that for three years, and then come back and get another one three years later. Those days are gone. Yeah. The opportunity to make more, much more money exists than than, than you've than they've been able to earn up till now that road. But it takes a lot of work. It's going to take hard work, and it's going to take application, and it's going to start I mean start working with bright people and people with vision, and 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 no more the days of working with cronies and pals mm-hmm. and 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 in your own pocket. Basically, that's going to just, that that route is just a route to destruction. Yeah. But if you want to be visionary and modern and take a new approach to it with whatever sport it is. You the, the the opportunity is massive out there. Yeah, definitely you're right. Um, but yeah, Gary, again, thanks so much for your insight and for sharing, talking about your presentation. Um, it's been great. Hopefully, you sorry, thanks. Can I just say thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to go through my presentation when mm-hmm. I actually presented it at Africom. I had um, I was I was given a twenty minute slot. And I got <laughs> about three two thirds of the way through and mm-hmm. around time, so I never really had an opportunity really to go through it in the kind of detail that I've been able to do with you today. So I'm really appreciative of that, uh, Gabriel. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and sharing your knowledge. Um, 
And yeah, and just as before we wrap up, uh, be encouraged not to go take too long to go over time. Um, but yeah, how are things for you people that listen to our first podcast? Um, we all know that Gary was running an organization called Sports News Africa and Africa XP. Just yeah, just a quick one, Gary. How's all of that going coming along? Yeah, I'm still trying, looking to find opportunities to kind of get uh, uh, you know Sports Africa back up and running. I still think it's a great idea. Yeah. It's a concept I think that's needed more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking to people. I think the opportunities are opening up. But the idea of a daily, you know, half an hour African, you know, sports news show that's focused around African African sports that delivers this information for you know raise the profile of, of all sports across the continent. I think mm-hmm. is, is, is of value, and I think people would appreciate that if we could get that up and running. And I'm and I, and I believe in it. And I'm still trying, and I, and I am having conversations yeah. about that. Um, you know, Africa XP, we're still trying to expand what we're trying to do. It's 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 a slow process, but um, like I said to everybody else as well, it's now you know it's hard work. Yeah. There's no shortcut. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and someone's going to say to me, "He has a whole lot of money, just make it and come back." You know, the only way, one way I'm going to get to make this work is just by keep up applying myself yeah. to this until we finally make it happen. Yeah, that's, that is, of course, the right attitude. Um, but <laughs> Gary, again, thanks for your time. Yeah, as I mentioned before, guys, you know, engage with us on all of our social handles, AS Unified. Um, comment, engage with us, let us know your thoughts. Do you agree with these opportunities that exist in the digital space? You know, organizations that are doing great things in digital space uh, on the continent. Um, and again, give us a like, uh, rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And lastly, don't forget about our event, March the 7th. There will be a link in the bio for you to register and find out more information about the speakers that he's attending. So thanks, guys. Hope you have a great week and take care.